Hey, welcome to Let's Stop There. We have one hour to read Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert T. Kiyosaki. Read to us by our real dad, Ganesh Sarma. He's going to help us get out of debt. Step one, no more Sims 4 expansion packs. Welcome back to Let's Stop There. I'm Austin Hanna. Hello, I'm Ganesh Sarma. Hey, I'm Shane Burklow. And this week we're reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad, What the Rich Teach Their Kids About Money That the Poor and Middle Class Do Not by Robert Kiyosaki. Uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, a classic, a boomer classic, certified boomer classic. If there was like a boomer book club and you had like the little medallion on the front, this would be like the number one inductee. Yeah. My parents read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I saw it lying around the house. It would be this, and then it would be Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. Those are the first two Boomer book club books. Or like The Fountainhead. The Fountainhead, isn't that, is that Anne Rand? Yeah. That's just the, the psycho book club. That's like Boomers like but Yeah, that, it though. is. It definitely is. It's, it's baby Boomer bread and butter. If you ever worked like a middle class corporate job with a bunch of older people, someone you know and worked with has recommended that you read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. That's the kind of book it is. Yeah. Yep. I've never heard of it. It was always laying around my living room, and I was like, what is this? Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I didn't know which one my dad was. He was neither. Turns out it's for the ones that are neither. It's for middle-class dads, I think. It. Yeah, I don't know. It's I, I'm not 100% sure what it's about, but I think it's just for baby boomers who want to basically hoard money and learn how to retire and not help anybody. It's like a modern day Aesop fable. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that seems like a stretch. Okay, but before we... I looked at the cover and yeah, it, yeah. it just looks like a big LinkedIn post. Like the whole... It is. Uh, that's, okay. that's the vibe. Honestly, that's the whole you vibe are, of the book. You're yeah. not wrong. Is Rich Dad Poor Dad is like the proto LinkedIn. <laughs> this is before... You know how you go on LinkedIn and you see these people write screeds that are just unhinged? And oh, like, yeah. What kind of what human being thinks... Not, not just thinks like this, but then makes it their image? That's yeah. what Rich Dad Poor Dad is before that. It's for guys who like to think the world is one big corporate seminar. And like every other post is like, I saw a poor beggar begging in the streets for money and a bunch of people passed him by spitting in his face and i gave him a copy of rich dad poor dad <laughs> worth its weight in gold turns out he was the author of rich dad poor dad <laughs> no, people do do that and they're like i gave him a piece of paper with my qr code to my ted talk <laughs> I gave him something worth more than any $100 bill and then there's like 100 people in the comments being like that's so great <laughs> inspirational yeah no these people are sick in the head linkedin this is this book is that but like 300 pages for my money linkedin is the most disgusting of the social media oh yeah it's nasty on there it is for real bona fide freaks (laughs) like disgusting people (laughs) i go on there and i see people i work with and respect posting and i'm like it hurts my heart at least other social media platforms, there's like a reward in it. Like you get something out of it. You go in there and you get something out of it. LinkedIn, you never get anything worthwhile. Ironic, ironically, the least rewarding. Ironically, the least rewarding social media platform. You would think the one that should probably gain you the most is actually the one that is the most performatively nothing. This is a big nothingness, staring yeah. into the void of hell. <laughs> you gotta use it. I respect, I don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I don't respect people who use LinkedIn because I get, you got to do what you got to do. You got to do what you got to do. I firmly believe that. I sent a, (laughs) this is a funny thing to admit. You ever in a corporate setting, 
there's like an email that's like, hey, congratulations to Bob for his promotion. And then like a thousand replies roll in. They're oh, like, yeah. congrats, Bob. And everybody's doing the little jack off motion. Like, yeah, good job, Bob, you fucking asshole. I replied all and was like, congratulations. <laughs> and my friend saw it and was like, Austin, oh my God, I'm disgusted with you. And I was like, honestly, I'm at the point in my life where it's like, yeah, I can send a kiss ass reply all. I don't care. I'm trying to get ahead, dude. I want, I need that bump, dude. I need that title bump. So if it's what it takes, it's what it takes. I get what people are doing on LinkedIn, but I do think it's the saddest thing on earth to see oh, somebody so you know bad. with the looking for work green bar on their face. Oh my Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather be begging on the streets. I don't <laughs> this is okay. I feel like a piece of shit now because it's coming for me, dude. I will be unemployed and I'll be throwing up the looking for work, open to work. Hey, I haven't, picture. I haven't had a job for over a year. And you have, you, you, you're holding strong with the normal picture. And no I have work. a normal picture and I, I never made a post like I had so many good years and I'm going to miss all my people, but it's time for the <laughs> time for the next adventure. You ever think that's why you're still unemployed? <laughs> Oh, you haven't thrown up the no. open door profile it's picture. It's like you want to be no, I'm just like kidding. exclusive, I right? Like that's the thing. It's like you don't want to put yourself out there like that. You want to be like you want them to come to you. You, you know don't want to look desperate. You don't I want mean, to look desperate. I am who I am. I'm not going to be like someone else. No, I totally I agree with you. I mean, it's easy to say. You 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 are the proof. You are holding strong, and I do respect that. If I got laid <laughs> off, I don't know, man. I just said I replied all to a fucking promotion email, like a like a cuck at work. And, uh, you know, maybe I would put up the open to work thing. Maybe I'd be out here begging on Instagram stories or whatever, but I not yet. What I will be when I when I do get laid off, I will be the first person in LinkedIn history to just make a post that's nothing but the middle finger emoji. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck all y'all in all caps. I thought about doing that. I was like, <laughs> I was like, no one's done that yet. And like, it would be fucking funny, but everyone takes everything so seriously there that like, I was like, I will say, oh. is there an opening? There is there a lane to be made for the LinkedIn influencer who just kind of hates work? Is there a guy? Is there is is there room to be the guy on LinkedIn who's like, this shit sucks? They'll <laughs> like, probably I'll find a pretty every, good audience. Every post I make is like, if they dude. weren't like silenced. Yeah. Because it does kind of go against everything LinkedIn stands for. I'm going to go on LinkedIn and be like, I played PlayStation 5 all day today. Oh <laughs> <laughs> what if you just start, yeah, using it like Twitter or something? And like, I don't know. It'd be good. My Zoom camera is off because I am <laughs> gaming <laughs> and listening to about 25% of the words. Uh, <laughs> that's my new LinkedIn guy. That's good. <laughs> I'm going to make a profile that says close to work. Not interested. <laughs> Ready for retirement. All right. Well, that's close enough to the truth as I want to get on this podcast. I'm a dutiful employee. Don't you worry about it. I reply all to promotion emails. Austin's always bringing that stuff into, into the show before we record. He's always talking about synergy. Yeah. I sent an email to these two guys this week and <laughs> none of them, neither of these guys I responded. did. I responded on a different yeah. platform though. Yeah. You're getting the full Austin work experience by me not responding. Whatsoever. You sent me an email and I replied to you with an instant message. I will say when I saw an email that's with Shane Burklow as a sender, I was shocked. I was too. It's fun. I think it's the first email I've gotten from like a real friend <laughs> yeah. in like five or six I thought years. It was, I thought it might be like heartfelt words or something. I thought it might open up a new thing for us, but nothing. It was facts thought- about poop. <laughs> I thought you, yeah, it was, it was like a forward email from the 90s. I did. I thought when I saw an email from Shane Burklow, I was like, did he die? Is this like an announce? Is this like a will? It's, oh what's my happening? God. No, it was just poop facts, dude. It was a branded tushy email that was all poop facts. And I did appreciate it. I did. I, read I was it. reading I it. Read it. I read and the I whole enjoyed thing. It. And it was, I got yeah. it. And I was like, oh, this is like, there's some info in here that these guys might <laughs> I got it. And I was like, I know who it appreciate. It's funny. Is like, so I'm on, I had to go back through my emails and I found that I am part of the Tushy mailing list, but I never got that email, dude. <laughs> well, they if thought it you wasn't for that you, kind of they stuff. knew that someone would send it to me. Yeah. Oh, now you know. Uh, floaters are bad, huh? That's a sign of yeah. poor health. Floating poop means that you have gas in your, is that right? Yeah. It doesn't even seem like it could be possible. There's farts in my poops. There's farts in your poops. Impressive. I didn't even know you could do that. There are farts farts in your poops. That's what a floating (laughs) turd means. Yeah, man, alive. All right, but yeah, I had to had to forward it, and uh, I thought it might be a cool new thing. I saw, yeah, I saw forwarded from Shane Berkman. My eyes popped out of my head like a cartoon. I was like, What are you reading again? Rich dad, poor dad. (laughs) Oh right. 
Yeah. yeah you want to you want to be donut person? No, time? no. Right. I mean, we're coming up I'm on ten minutes. It, I mean, the dude. time's tick tocking down. Uh, yeah. I don't. You know, it's been a long time since we last recorded. Yeah. It's probably a bad sign when we say that at the beginning of every episode, right? Every episode starts with, "Man, it's been like a." <laughs> This is a month and a half since we recorded. It was a holiday. It was a holiday. We it was my wedding. We were traveling. My house flooded. His Your house, house flooded. flooded. Can he's just floating around there with was a damn pool noodle right, in his basement. Right here, there was like two inches of standing water. All right, you want to read Rich Dad Poor Dad? Rich Dad Poor Dad, Ganesh, what's the synopsis of this here book? It's been nearly 25 years since Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad Poor Dad first made waves in the personal finance arena. It has since become the number one personal finance book of all time. It's the story of growing up with two dads, his real father and the father of his best friend, his rich dad, and the Damn. ways... Wow, how insulting to his actual dad. I would never let my son write a book about me being a poor dad where, where i'm the foil i'm the idiot dad and his friend's dad makes me look like a bitch the book explodes the myth that you need to earn a high income to be rich and explains the difference between working for money and having your money work for you blah 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 yada 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 we're not getting a yada we're getting a blah 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 let's go we get it oh okay rich let's dad, go we'll be poor back dad, it's in the name all right Thank you. Uh, do these dads uh, fight? Yeah, rich dad, poor dad have the end of the book. The climax is they kickbox. I think poor would win. Yeah, oh, yeah. you always bet on poor. Oh, yeah, Scrappy. Dude. They got to fight for food. <laughs> All right, rich dad, poor dad, coming up right after this break. We're back. With Rich Dad, Poor Dad, read to us by an actual dad, the dad of the group. Ganesh, kick it off. Chapter one, page one, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Lesson one, the rich don't work for money. The poor That's and the, the middle truth. class work for money. The rich have money work for them. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Getting, I mean, this is, I imagine it's going to diverge off into some bullshit, but off the bat. Yeah, that sounds right. Dad. Can you tell me how to get which? <laughs> oh. Who's that? That's a, that's a that's, horse. Is that son? That's poor son. <laughs> or daughter. My dad put down the evening paper. Why do you want to get rich, son? The evening paper was 1950. Well, because today Jimmy's mom drove up in their new Cadillac and they were going to their beach house for the weekend. <laughs> I gotta know. Does, is it spelled like this or are you just it riffing? Is. I think it is actually. It says Cadillac. Mm -hmm. He took three of his friends, but Mike and I weren't invited. They told us we weren't invited because we were poor kids. <laughs> Damn. Wait, the parents said that? The rich dad said that? Oh, this is the Oh, yeah. Maybe the rich Fuck. boy. I think we should kill the rich dad. They did? My dad asked incredulously. Yeah, they did. I replied in a heart tone. My dad silently shook his head, pushed his glasses up the bridge of his nose, and went back to reading the paper. I stood waiting for an answer. Oh, you're right. The year was 1956. Wow. <laughs> I was nine years old. Whoa. So you do the math on when this writer was born. Uh, 1947. <laughs> By some <Crazy>. twist of fate. <laughs> uh -huh. I attended the same public school where the rich people sent their kids. Well, how rich was this kid then, huh? If he's slumming around in public school. I don't think they had the amount of private schools as they do now. Did they have Montessori back then? No. no. Maybe barely. They had, like, Catholic private schools and all that. Wasn't she... Didn't she escape uh, Mussolini? Who? Montessori? Is that a person? Yeah, Maria Montessori. I don't know the history. <laughs> Good Lord. You don't know? No, I wasn't a principal of a Montessori school <laughs> like you were. <laughs> they, they didn't brief me on the history. We, we were primarily a sugar plantation town in Hawaii. Hawaii? The managers of the plantation and the other affluent people, such as doctors, business owners, and bankers, sent their children to this public elementary school. After grade six, their children were generally sent off to private schools. Ooh, the Hawaiian banker is some kind of book we would read on here. What a life, dude. Hawaiian banker in the 50s. 
That doesn't get better than that. Because my family lived on one side of the street, I went to this school. Had I lived on the other side, I would have gone to a different school with kids from families more like mine. After grade six, these kids and I would go on to the public intermediate in high school. There was no private school for them or for me. My dad finally put down the paper. Well, son, if you want to be rich, you have to learn to make money. Mm. Well, how do I make money? I asked. <laughs> God, this is sick. Use your head, son, he said. Invest. Microsoft. Apple. You're <laughs> all going to hit it big, kid. Well, even then, I knew that really meant that's all I'm going to tell you. Or I don't know the answer, so don't embarrass me. Well, the next morning, I told my best friend Mike what my dad had said. As best as I could tell, Mike and I were the only poor kids at the school. Mike was also in the school by a twist of fate. Someone had drawn a jog in the line for the school district, and we wound up in school with the rich kids. We weren't really poor, but we felt as if we were. Oh, oh wait, so they weren't poor? We were actually also rich, but stupid. <laughs> we were we were because all the other boys had new baseball gloves, new bicycles, new everything. Well, mom and dad provided us with the basics. Like, uh... Underpants, socks, haircut, haircut. <laughs> toothbrush. <laughs> Such as food and shelter and clothes. But that was it. My dad used to say, if you want something, work for it. Well, we wanted things. Kids don't <laughs> appreciate food and shelter and clothes anymore. They don't. All they like is their TikTok. Yeah, where's my TikTok? Where's my GTA? Where's my Tamagotchi? <laughs> Uh, that's a little dated. All right, what's going on here? Where's so they're not rich? Are they rich? Are they poor? Sounds like they're firmly middle class. Oh, okay, nothing wrong with that. So what do we do to make money? Mike <laughs> asked. I don't know, but do you want to be my partner? He agreed, and so on that first Saturday morning, Mike became my first business partner. Let's make non-fungible tokens. <laughs> we spent all morning coming up with ideas on how to make money. Occasionally, we talked about all the cool guys at Jimmy's Beach House having fun. It hurt a little, but that hurt was good because it inspired us to keep thinking of a way to make money. Finally, that afternoon, a bolt of lightning struck. It was an idea Mike got from a science book he had read. Excitedly, we shook hands and the partnership now had a business. For the next several weeks, Mike and I ran around our neighborhood knocking on doors, asking our neighbors if they would save their toothpaste tubes for us. What? Wow, these poor kids are getting desperate. <laughs> what are they going to do? You want my toothpaste tube? <laughs> you want my old toilet paper rolls too? My coffee grinds? How many tubes of toothpaste are they going through per week? Yeah, I don't know. Those tiny, tiny tubes back then. With puzzled looks, most adults consented with a smile. Some asked us what we were doing, to which we replied, we can't tell you. It's a business secret. My mom grew distressed as the weeks wore on. We selected a site next to her washing machine as a place we would stockpile our raw materials in a brown cardboard box that at one time held catsup bottles. Our little pile of used toothpaste tubes began to grow. Finally, my mom put her foot down. The sight of her neighbor's messy, crumpled, used toothpaste tubes had gotten to her. What are you boys doing? She asked, and I don't want to hear again that it's a business secret. Do something with this mess or I'm going to throw it out. We begged. What were, they, what were they doing? We begged and pleaded, explaining soon we'd have enough and we'd begin production. <laughs> wow, I can't wait to hear what they're up to. I think it's like you could... Uh... You can, like, smoke it. I'm going to smoke these two. The date to begin production was moved up and the pressure was on. My first partnership was already being threatened with an eviction notice by my own mom. One day, yada, 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 yada. Tell us what they're doing with these tubes. What are they doing? One day, my dad drove up with a friend to see two nine-year-old boys in the driveway with a production line operating at full speed. There was fine white powder everywhere. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Not a bad idea. On a long table, there were small milk cartons from school, and our family's hibachi grill was glowing with red-hot coals at maximum heat. Are they making meth? What's going on? Dad walked up cautiously, having to park the car at the base of the driveway since the production line blocked the carport. As he and his friend got closer, they saw a steel pot sitting on top of the coals in which the toothpaste tubes were being melted down. In those days, toothpaste did not come in plastic tubes. The tubes were made of lead. Oh, wow. This oh. feels like potentially brain, brain damage. Well, this, this explains 
this guy's whole vibe. This explains oh, yeah. every boomer you've ever met. When I was a kid, I was melting lead on my front lawn and breathing it in. So once the paint was burned off, the tubes were dropped in a small steel pot. They melted till they became liquid. We poured the lead through a small hole in the top of the milk cartons. The milk cartons were filled with plaster of Paris. White powder was everywhere. I had knocked a bag over. The entire area looked like it had been hit by a snowstorm. Uh, These kids need parental supervision. We shouldn't be doing this. Yada, yada, yada. They're making, uh, they're casting Bombs. nickels out of lead. Oh, I thought bullets. Casting nick they were forging money? Yeah. They were making coins. Literally, their solution to make money was to literally manufacture money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's pretty smart, actually. My dad's friend turned and burst into laughter. My dad smiled and shook his head. All right, let's stop there. Damn. Jeez. All right, most well, good backstory on this guy. He's dumb as a box of rocks and willing to risk his life to do to make the smallest denomination coin possible. Other than Penny. <laughs> okay, well, fine. That is a good start to Rich Dad, Poor Dad. You want to jump ahead now? Yeah. Okay. When does the uh, like brain damage set in? We'll find out. On the All right. Next page we'll find out. Of- we'll be right back with more brain damage. Uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, coming up. We are back with more Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Can you sh- give us some advice? I want to learn how to make money. All right. This one opens up. I'm assuming this is, is one of the hmm? pieces of advice to have a seven year podcast. Actually, yeah, <laughs> this a pa- is um, with a modest Patreon. Subscription. We are creating uh, something out of nothing. That's true. Our brains are nothing. And this is something. 20 years ago, income inequality. This is apparently an updated edition with new stuff. Oh, good. In his 2016 U.S. presidential bid, Bernie Sanders stated, wealth and income inequality is the biggest moral crisis facing Americans today. It hurts poor people the most, and they have worse health than those with money because doctors raise their fees and attorneys then raise their fees because the attorney's fees have gone up. School teachers want to raise, which raise our taxes and on and on and on. Soon there will be such a horrifying gap between the rich and the poor that chaos will break out. Aren't prices supposed to go up? I asked. In an educated society with a well-run government, prices should actually come down. Of course, that's often only true in theory. Prices go up because of greed and fear caused by ignorance. If schools Mm. taught people about money, there would be more money and lower prices. But schools only focus on teaching people to work for money, not how to harness money's power. Uh, Okay. Oh, the ultimate power of money 101. This guy has a James Goy Jr. vibe. Yeah, you know, he's... I wonder if Punchin' Bag isn't here. He, he he kicks the heavy bag for sure. Oh, it was kicks, not punch. You could kick, punch, tackle, headbutt, headbutt, butt, butt, whatever you want to do to that bag, do it. Okay, what's happening? Is this is, what's this guy's political persuasion? I can't even understand what he was getting at with the Bernie Sanders. I thing. don't know. But don't we have business schools? Mike asked. And haven't you encouraged me to go for my MBA? Yes, said Rich Dad. But all too often business school rich rich dad was like you know what wealth inequality is terrible but by god we're gonna get on the right side of it all too often (laughs) business schools train employees to become sophisticated bean counters heaven forbid a bean counter takes over a business Mm -mm. i don't want to be a sophisticated bean counter i want to be a simple bean counter (laughs) lima (laughs) navy that's about this that's the simplest kind of bean counter (laughs) we got got garbanzo (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you got black i just want to name beans Pinto. dude white white who doesn't love a good white bean that's yeah that's you what? can't say that in 2023 it's 2024 <laughs> sorry you can't or say that a black bean uh let's get off refried refried more of a brown bean can i ask stupid stupid question for a 35 year old what kind of bean is refried Pinto. 
It's easy, pinto beans. Easy question. Next. What kind of bean is a is one of those jumping beans? I don't know the answer to that one. That's a hard that's question. A that's, that's that's for the that's for the sophisticated bean counter, not the not the level one bean counter. Did like you guys ever get those? Go to like south of the border, get a can of the jumping beans. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. I don't even know what that is. I thought that was like an urban legend or a myth or some sort of superstition. Oh, it's. I don't know what south of the border is. You're talking about like the restaurant? The yeah, between uh, North Carolina and South Carolina. It's not a restaurant. It's a rest stop, my friend. It's a rest stop. It's a big glorified toilet with a sombrero sign. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Billboards in either direction. Restaurant ninety miles away from the big toilet south of the border. They sell fireworks. Yeah, they sell fireworks. Mm -hmm. If you're ever traveling down I-95 and you've gone through North Carolina, surely you've oh, seen the billboards. They're not beans at all. What are they? They're seed pods that have been inhabited by the larva of a small moth. That's really <laughs> fucked Yo. up. Dude. I don't want to. You eat those? No, they just bounce around. Can you refry those? <laughs> they bounce. I think you could probably refry right. anything, right? I'd refry it. Here's another stupid question. What does that even mean? Are they, are they fried twice? Well, it's gotta be. I've never made refried right? beans. Are they fried and then fried again? I thought you knew this. You seem like the kind of guy who's refried uh, beans. For, yeah, from a can. All right. Enough. Enough beans. This is why we're poor dads. I know this because I hire bean counters. All they think about is cutting costs and raising prices. Bean counting is important. I wish more people knew it, but it too is not the whole picture, adds Rich Dad angrily. Whoa, hey, chill out, buddy. We're just having a conversation, Rich Dad. So is there an answer? Asked Mike. Yes! Learn to use your emotions to think, not think with your emotions. When you boys mastered your emotions by agreeing to work for free, I knew there was hope. Wait, Wait, what? what? (laughs) That was burying the lead. They mastered their emotions by agreeing to work for free? Uh, This is some Yoda shit. They didn't pay the Jedi's either. Yeah, it's just it's like a it's just a brain worm that you're gonna think of in the shower randomly. In a Do year. the Jedi's get paid? This feels like a whole kind of like use your force for free. No, they were for your. Um, they were more like like social media influencers. So they got paid like if they put in like all that effort. They got clout, paid in clout. They got clout. Okay. What do you think their robes are made out of? You think that it's like a terry cloth? Silk chiffon? No, it's space cloth. It's made out of banthas. <laughs> Next easy question. They got space washing machines? Are they just wearing these robes for life? One set? Or you think they got different sets? One for every and day of the there's week? There's no smell in space. It's a vacuum. Beesh. You're telling me when Anakin and Padme are just running through that little conveyor belt, jumping around, doing nah, they front stink. flips they and back flips. They're no not one, sweating. They sweats they're, they're in never the Star sh- Wars universe. They're not breaking a sweat. They never show the laundry room on the Millennium Falcon. You think they doing, they're doing, you think they got Tide Pods in there? Fucking lint traps. It's probably like Bantha pee or something. This is, you can't say Bantha again. <laughs> yeah, you find a new critter. The well. like a, find a new critter, dude. Did I say Bantha right. already? I said it. You don't even <laughs> listen. All right, read. I want to know what Rich Dan Porter have to say about this. We're going from refried beans to bantha piss. Right? I'm trying to understand. I'm trying to learn something. What I'm are we even sorry, talking about, dude? I'm just a guy that works for another guy. I can't understand all this shit. I know, dude. What a nightmare. And that guy works for someone else, and then he's probably got another guy. <laughs> he probably. And he isn't too clear on the chain of command to work. <laughs> He's probably got three other guys, and there's probably four other guys above that. That's the first step. Why is that step so important? I asked him. Well, that's up to you to find out. If you want to learn, I'll take you boys into the briar patch. Excuse me? A place almost everyone else avoids. If you go with me, you'll let go of the idea of working for money and instead learn to have money work for you. Yeah, but like... Rich Dad's got sort of a menacing vibe. But like how? Yeah, I need money to make money work for me. I can't have money work for me when I'm poor. Give me a seed round, an angel investment. <laughs> That'll make yeah, money work yeah. for me. Give me a bean round, dudes. A couple of beans <laughs> to get going. I need a couple of beans to I refry. Can't, I can't <laughs> count beans if I don't have beans. Make your beans work for you. Refry fry them twice. Yeah. I got no beans. Hard to make a burrito without any beans, Dad. And what will we get if we go with you? What if we agree to learn from you? Why do these kids still talk like this? Why are you, why are you doing I baby? I don't know <laughs> how old these kids are, dude. 
He's 70 years old. His dad's 95. Please let me have some beans. <laughs> Right. Okay. <laughs> Gotta what get the show under control. Get? I asked. The same thing Br'er Rabbit got. What's with all the. Okay. I'm gonna be quiet for a little bit and just listen. <laughs> Maybe I'll learn something. Is there a Briar Patch? I asked. Yes. Idiot. The Briar Patches are fear <laughs> and greed. Confronting fear, weaknesses, and neediness by choosing our own thoughts is the way out. Choosing our own thoughts? Mike asked, puzzled. Yes. Choosing what we think rather than just reacting to our emotions instead of just getting up and going to work because not having the money to pay your bills is scaring you. Ask yourself, is working harder at this the best solution to this problem? What's the advice here? Quit my job? Is that what he's saying? I should quit my job and make more podcasts? Yes. Bad financial advice. I got a lease. I got rent due. Most people are too afraid to rationally think things through and instead run out the door to a job they hate. The tar baby is in control. Uh, is that cool to say? That's what I mean by choosing your thoughts. And how do we do that? Mike what is asked. this man? This guy's like a character in Song of the <laughs> South. Fucking talk about the briar patch tar babies. I don't know, dude. I don't think this is cool to say all this. That's what I'll teach you. I'll teach you to have a choice of thoughts rather than knee-jerk reaction like gulping down your morning coffee and running out the door. Rich that's that's fucked up, huh? He is, honestly, he's kind of scary, but he is uh He is rich and that's he's got an allure. I bet he inherited his wealth. Haven't didn't they all? They're all old money. He didn't work for shit. I pulled myself up by my bootstraps. All I had was an initial one hundred thousand dollar investment for my grandfather. So what's the advice here? I should quit my is that what he's saying? He's quit saying, your job. Don't be afraid of quitting your saying, job. Don't be afraid of going into yeah, debt, declaring bankruptcy. Dude. Because it's all just a construct. It's you're in a prison of your own making. You got to get if your If I ever feel like I'm really in them. deep, I can just die. But what's so, what's so wrong with that? What's so wrong with just not, you know, just putting in autopilot for a couple hours every day and just getting by, dude? Yeah. This was written before COVID. I, now I got hybrid, hybrid work. It's like, come on. Come on, dude. You could fake it for a couple of years. Rack up some beans. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, yeah, That's I don't, gonna be my I next don't, post I'm not LinkedIn. going into any prior patches, okay? I'm good. No way. No, I'll just like not for me. pay me to get in a briar patch. I'll leave that to some other fool. Now, bean counting, that's something I can do. I would count a bean or two. Do you want me to open up a can of beans and count the beans in that can? I'll do it for a little bit until maybe I got take bored. some of the beans. I'll I might along the way. Put them in a quesadilla. I don't know. Hmm. I think we're losing the plot. Okay, is this section still going, or are we done? No, we're, we're, we have moved on. Okay, wow, thanks for letting me know. Uh, okay, bean counting. Don't be a, Okay, lesson number one. Don't count the beans. Eat them. You don't want to be the bean counter. You want a bean counter working for you that you can... You want to make your beans work for you, and in order to do that, you don't need to be afraid of quitting your job and becoming destitute. And then hiring a guy to count your beans so you can slap around a little bit. <laughs> well, he didn't say that, but it was, it was implied. implied. Heavily. You gotta slap your bean counter. All right, that's it for this section. We'll be back with more sage advice from the, your friend's psychopath father, Rich Dad. All right, be right back. Let's go. We're back with Rich Dad, Poor Dad. What else does Rich Dad have for us? What other frightening advice does Rich Dad have for me? Chapter 7, Overcoming Obstacles. Primary difference between a rich person and a poor person is how they manage fear. Well, that a couple of million dollars, but who's, who's hey. counting, right? Hear him out. Once people have studied and become financially literate, they may still face roadblocks to becoming financially independent. There are five main reasons why financially literate people may still not develop abundant asset columns. These are... Oh, my asset column is low. Fear. Cynicism. Uh, laziness. Bad okay. habits. Uh, I'm three for four. Arrogance. Diarrhea. Diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> Too many beans. Count too many beans. Grubhub. Wait, what was the last one? Arrogance. Arrogance. Oh, yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. All right. You know what? That kind of fits all. The, the, all of those kind of describe this whole podcast vibe. Wait, I was taking notes. You don't want these, or you do want you these? You don't want these. These are these uh, are pitfalls for getting a. You don't want to be asset column. You don't want to be lazy and arrogant, which I think is basically my two biggest qualities. You're you're you do them well. Really well, <laughs> you're also a cynic. Yeah, I'm that too. What else? What is it? Fear, and you're pretty afraid of a lot of things, actually. <laughs> Yeah, I need money. I need beans, dude. If I don't have beans, what am I going to do? Any bad habits? Bad, yeah, it ain't. My habits aren't good. If you do them well, they're your good habits. That's true. They're only bad if you do it poorly. Mm-hmm. Put I that do. in the book. That'll fuck people up. Yeah. Over, all right. All well, right. okay. So this all describes here's me. how you overcome fear. I've never met anyone who really likes losing money. <laughs> you haven't met me. That's Ganesha's kink. <laughs> I'm really good at it. And in all my years, I've never met a rich person who has never lost money. Oh, that's that boats well. But I've met a lot of poor people who have never lost a dime. Investing, that is. The fear of losing money is real. Everyone has it, even the rich. But it's not f- having fear that's the problem. That's how you handle <laughs> You're right. When fear. you talk to a poor person and say, how much have you lost in the markets? <laughs> they usually say, yeah, not, not much. I haven't put much in there either. I gotta eat. It's how you handle losing. It's how you handle failure that makes a difference in one's life. The primary difference between a rich person and a poor person is how they manage fear. It's okay to be fearful. It's okay to be a coward when it comes to money. What about other things too? You little bitch. You can still be rich. <laughs> We're all heroes at something and cowards at something else. My friend's wife is an emergency room nurse. When she sees blood, she flies in the action. When I mention investing, she runs away. She's a coward. <laughs> I'm a coward at bees yeah. and dying. Shane's afraid of both bees and dying. Wow. I'm afraid of hikes. Hikes? Like in the woods? Hikes. <laughs> sounds, like you're, sounds like you're saying he, hikes. hikes. He hates a long hike. I hate a long I, hike. I don't want to hike. Honestly, I don't like them either. I can't look down. Just look. No, You're not saying I, hikes with a K. Hikes. I, I'd pee my pants on a hike. Mm-hmm. Okay. How high does it have to be? No, I, honestly, not that high. Like three, three floors up. Really? Yeah. You've you never lived three floors up. Yeah, so but you were scared, scared all the if time. I went, if I went on the roof, I couldn't get close to the edge. I don't like when people dangle their legs off a high place. I don't like when someone touches the railing, period. Mm. Okay. Keep that in mind. Well, how high is your office? What floor is your office on? Uh, 43. Yeah, that's pretty high. Uh, Pretty high. If there's a balcony, I wouldn't go out there. Do you have a tummy ache at work every day because of how high you are? I just don't look outside. You're missing a beautiful view. It's good to know this now before we plan our annual retreat and go to to like top of the rock or something. The edge. The edge, baby. The edge at Hudson. I can't wait to get a t-shirt that says, I edged myself at the edge. With the edge, the guitarist from U2. People, you can do yoga up there now, right? Something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Dude. That's right. Do my yoga. <laughs> I'm a regular at the edge. Just yogis, yoga mats getting blown off into the fucking <laughs> river. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. What are we talking about? I don't know. I'm somehow listening to Fear. this book and enjoying it, but then forgetting everything immediately as soon as we stop talking about it. it's not important and it's not right. And... I actually feel like I'm learning a lot. Do you? Yeah. I learned that we know a lot of beans between us, collectively. I don't think we know enough. All right, what? Okay, hold on. Beans are legumes. That's a whole other topic. They are. My (laughs) rich dad understood phobias about money. Some people are terrified of snakes. Some people are terrified about losing money. Both are phobias, he would say. So his solution to the phobia of losing money was this little rhyme. If you hate risk and worry, start early. It's not a good rhyme. Not good. If you start young, it's easier to be rich. All right. Uh, Let me go back and (laughs) go back in time to when I was five. Hey, 35's young. 35 is the new five. If you put a nickel <laughs> in a savings account every week from when you were one year old. Well, a one year old rolling up to the bank with a big nickel. <laughs> put this in my account, Laverne. You flip it. <laughs> Lands Keep on the a little counter for with, a bit with a good clink because it's a lead nickel. Yep. Ooh. So wait, what do you do with these nickels? If you put a nickel in your account every week from the time you're one year old, what? 
What happens? If you start young, it's easier to be rich. I won't go into it here, but there's a I thought we were going to get into solid. What happened? What happens if you put a nickel in every week? That just end, The thought ended there? Oh, that was my, that was my thought. That wasn't the, oh, I thought this was part of the book. No, you can't be mixing you, your advice with the book's advice. If you did that every week yeah. for 30 years, you'd have like 84 bucks. <laughs> That's pretty good, dude. I could use 84 bucks right now. That's about enough to go out to dinner mm-hmm. for one for one, for, for, yeah. one <laughs> for one night that's one big night yep. on your 30th birthday i won't i won't go into it here but there's a staggering difference between a person who starts investing at age 20 versus 30 the purchase of manhattan island is said to be the one of the greatest bargains of all time if you have the opportunity to purchase a large island with beads <laughs> when you're 20 don't miss it uh, new york was purchased for $24 in trinkets and beads. Yet, had that $24 been invested at 8% annually, that 24 would have been worth more than $28 trillion by 1995. I think New York City on the whole is worth more than $28 trillion. Am I wrong? If you were buying it now? I don't think there's any amount of money that would be enough. Twenty. Yeah. If somebody said $29 trillion for New York City, I'd say so sold. Who would be, sell, be selling it? Who got that much cheddar? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Cheddar, like, baby. Like aliens? If the aliens come down with $29 <laughs> trillion dollars in U.S. currency and said, let me buy New York City, I bet you the president would be like, okay. Yeah, they'd probably say, yeah. That's, yeah. A, lot of, that's a lot of cash. I can get you a couple B2 bombers, all right? You can make that trade any day of the week. <laughs> listen, I'd live, I would live, I'd still live here. I'm not, I'm, I'm no, not gonna no, we gotta, no, we'd have to move out. No way, dude, I'll still <laughs> live here. I'll have some alien overlord, that's fine. Nah, they're gonna move in, we're moving what out. What are they it's doing? Uh, sorry, that, at least one trillion covers the cost of moving. Yeah, it's a, re, it's a, it's a relocation. <laughs> What's my check and where do I gotta go? You get nothing. You just leave. Oh. Yeah, you're collateral. When somebody, when a new landlord buys your building, they don't pay you to leave. You just go. Well, sometimes they do. Squatters, well, they're gonna wait till your lease squatters is up. rights, bitch. They're gonna wait till your lease is up. And the aliens do not abide by squatters' rights. They paid twenty nine trillion. They call the shots. All right. Yet again, I've I we've gone too far off. If this book was better, we wouldn't be going that far off. I think the book's good. Oh yeah, you're into it. I mean, I, it, I don't necessarily agree with the point of view, but it's written in an interesting way. Wow. Or it was written poorly and it was read in an interesting oh. way. You ever think about that? I thought about it and I disagreed with it. So I said what I said. All right, go oh, this on. Is, this is classic rich dad, poor dad right here. <laughs> but what if you don't have much time left or would like to retire early? How do you handle the fear of losing money? My poor dad did nothing. Damn. Nothing. His real dad is taking a beating in this book. However, my rich dad. They had a carport. Yeah, right? They lived in Hawaii. Things were fine. How many daddies does this guy have? This guy's got a, he's got a daddy fetish. My rich daddy, on the other hand, recommended that I think like a Texan. I like Texas and Texans, he used to say. In Texas, everything is bigger. When Texans win, they win big. And when they lose, it's spectacular. (laughs) (laughs) Well, famously... Just the other night, it was spectacular. Yeah, Cowboys, ouch. They like losing. That's the extent of my NFL commentary. Oh, that's good. Bravo. You could be a guest on ESPN. I'm going to go on the Manning cast. Can you get us on there? Can you get reach out? We need to reach out, try to get us some exposure. Which brother do I have to reach out to for that? The third one, Arch. That's a dad. Nah, the dad's Archie. Oh. Wait, I think Arch might be their nephew. There's a young one coming up. He's one of their sons. My God. I, I can't don't know. keep up with the Mannings. All right, forget it. We're not going to do it. That's not what I'm saying. Nobody likes losing. Show me a happy loser and I'll show you a loser. It's a Texan's attitude toward risk, reward, and failure with that I'm talking about. It's how they handle life. They live big, not like most of the people around here living like roaches when it comes to money. Damn. Terrified that someone will shine a light on them, whimpering when the grocery clerk shortchanges them a quarter. <laughs> What Whimpering. the fuck? <laughs> this guy's view of people is so fucked. What I like best is the Texas attitude. They're proud when they win and they brag when they lose. That's not what I saw on Twitter, dude. I'm not seeing any bragging. Oh, yeah, I'm, they were seeing, crying. I'm, I'm seeing TVs going through walls and shit, dude. People were saying like it that it was cruel to make fun of them. 
and they were like football isn't that what sports is all about you gotta make fun of them i gotta say texas has famously in the last couple years been really bad about all the normal stuff like electricity and uh yeah they're stupid just body autonomy they're dumb (laughs) as hell i'm allowed to say that because my name is austin it's true i have the moral authority to say texans are on the whole fucked up and stupid (laughs) (laughs) well except for the ones that listen to this podcast you guys are cool Fran Tarkin. We got all these friends who live in Texas. Like they moved to Austin when it was cool 10 years ago. And now they're still there. And I'm like, you guys are just like, you're just going to stay. What are they supposed to do? Go somewhere else. Fucking hanging out in Berlin, 1937. Move, dumbass. (laughs) Get out of there. Things are going south. Anyway, that's my political commentary. I did sports. (laughs) I'm doing politics. What else else you got, dude? You got a little pop culture. When the, uh, well, you know, if something comes to mind, I'll... Let it loose. Let it rip. Fran Tarkenton, one-time great NFL QB, says it's still another way. Winning means unafraid to lose. Let's stop there. Let's stop there. <laughs> oh, this is for the rare double. Let's stop there. Okay. <clears throat> Fran Tarkenton played for the Houston Oilers. Is that correct? I don't know. And they don't even exist anymore. So they took the go. biggest risk of all, not playing <laughs> in Houston anymore. Okay, well, that's fine. You know, I do think some of this advice, I could take something from it. I don't think it's all right, but I think it's, I'll take what suits me and leave the rest behind. Oh, no, he played for the Vikings. Fran. Primarily, though, was I right? Is Fran short for something? Francis? Yep. What? Francis? Yeah, Francis. Going by Fran. Two famous Frans, him and Drescher. That's a murderer's row. Minnesota. I was way wrong. Well, you're off the Manning cast. All right, we'll be back with more Rich Dad, Poor Dad right after this little break. We're back from our little break, and it's time for more Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Ganesh, can you read us some of this book? In conclusion. Wait, it's over? Is this the last page? So, time flies when you're having fun. Buy the book. <laughs> Austin. Uh, that wasn't me saying everyone should buy the book. I should buy the book. I clearly do want to, I want to, I want to read it. You have the book. I want to be rich dad. I don't want to be poor dad. And right now I'm trending to poor dad. I just want to be like a little kid. I want to be Robert T. Kiyosaki. I don't want to do anything. Yeah. Is there a book on how to be lazy dad? <laughs> I don't want to do jack yeah, Is there a book that doesn't condemn me for being lazy? I would love it if some mysterious benefactor died and left me $3 million. Who's there that, what about that castle in Scotland you're sitting on? They won't give it to me. Why not? <laughs> they don't know me. They don't. Maybe you're not <laughs> responding to their emails saying happy birthday. I should, have, I should have been replying all to the castle drum email list being like, hey, it's me, your long lost son. Austin Hanna from Richmond, Virginia. I'm going to Scotland for my honeymoon. I'm going to show up. Go to the castle drum. Get on a mailing list. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Keep it to yourself. I'm going to show, I'm going to show up in American flag uh, shorts and a yeah. tank top and be like, what's up? Check the walls. Knock on everything. It's like my great, 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 great grandmother left something here for me. I'm just going to take a look-see. I'm going to take a look around, see if I, I think see she, anything. I think she said she left it in the treasure room. She, she, <laughs> <laughs> I'll write it. I'll bring in a note on a piece of loose-leaf paper, signed, dated 1487. She said she, she said she left something for me in a, a chest of uh, jewels. <laughs> You see one of those around here? Where's my coat of arms? That's what I'll ask when I get there. No, you can get that for free online. You want to get it in the chest? So yours the chest. <laughs> Is there a throne? You got literally nothing to lose, dude. You're right. What are they going to say? No, probably. And you're in this. Are in they the going to arrest spot. me? What if you just did I'll, that? What maybe. If, what if you just did that every year? And uh, so one one year they might just say yes. It doesn't even have to just be. I could hit up every castle in that area and be like, you guys recognize me? I look a little bit like you. You could have AI figure out like what Scottish nobleman you looked the most like. All of them. 
I look like I fit in. I'm going to show up. I just will keep my mouth closed and nod whenever they say whatever garbled bullshit they're spouting at me between beers. Oh, yeah, sure. I've been I'm back on the Love Island train, by the way. So I'm I'm boning up on it. That's good. uh, Yeah, you're you got to train your ear. You know, you Uh can't turn on subtitles when you're there in person, right? That's that's I can. That's what Google Pixel does. (laughs) Google Pixel's got live subtitles. I'm gonna hold up my Google Translate to a holding a phone up. (laughs) I hold up to a guy. I'm gonna Google Translate up to a guy speaking English to me. (laughs) Guy's gonna be speaking perfect English. I'm gonna have my phone out, being like, "What? Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) What is this? What'd you call her? My missus? My bird? (laughs) Talk like the 1940s. I'm gonna call him. I'm gonna call everybody geezer. Oi, you all right? That's what I'll say to everybody. All right. I've offended enough of my shit talking people from Texas, people from the UK, all of the UK. <laughs> Two continents. Who Look else we that. got? Who else we got? Frankly, Americans and Western Europeans are the only people I can safely talk shit about. The rest, problematic. Love them. Everybody else is cool. Scottish. We'll see. We'll see when I go. We'll see if they give me the castle, if they give me the jewels. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to give me like a, like a wristband. <laughs> <laughs> like you guys have where's the barney stone they're like oh just here's a gift shop like, with a t-shirt like that's ireland buddy yeah i'm probably from there too you like a scotch do i like scotch yeah yeah i'm being sure i'll drink it what about a scotch egg <laughs> now i do like a scotch egg uh, i'm gonna show up and say my great 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 grandfather invented the scotch egg <laughs> you might get a free plate of eggs out of it I Which might. is better, you know. You might not get some yeah. some jewels in a in a chest, but you could get a free plate of eggs. Well, the way a Scotch egg is constructed, it's kind of like revealing a jewel. It is, and also that's just negotiation one hundred and one. I show up and ask for the crown jewels, and I negotiate <laughs> down to a Scotch egg, which is what I really wanted. <laughs> and hey, maybe I'll get lucky and I'll get a jewel too. <laughs> Boy, Americans are really fucking stupid, and I'm I'm example number one. It's all right. It's all it's all right. <laughs> you found your way to a free Scotch egg. That's right. That's smart, man. That's rich dad, poor dad behavior. You go in asking for the moon, and you negotiate down to what you really wanted, which is food. <laughs> <laughs> all right. If you don't have the jewels, I'll take one egg covered in. Panko or whatever the fuck you got. Sausage. I want to try haggis. What is that? Oh, intestines or something? What is it? Uh, yeah. Stomach? Nuts. Well, it's a, it's a stomach filled with stuff that they like bake and then you eat it. It's a stomach filled with nuts. <laughs> I don't know. That's, is that right? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Is it a stomach filled with stuff that you pick or is it whatever was in it's, the animal's stomach when it died? <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a mystery bag of whatever that animal is. Like there's like a can. Oh, it's a boot and an old squirrel in here. Mm. Think about if a calzone was in an intestine. That's what it is. Oh, my God. If I got lucky and I got the cow that ate a calzone. (laughs) Oh, it's sheep. Sorry. And it's also not a a stomach. It's heart, liver, and lungs. Minced with onion, oatmeal, suet, spices, and salt. That sounds pretty good. They take all the organs. Inside the animal's stomach. Okay, now it's making sense. They put all those organs in the stomach. Think Damn. I'm looking at a picture of it, and man, it looks bad. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you keep that one to yourself while you're at the castle drum. I'm going to eat it. But They're like, we don't have any scotch eggs, but we have a lot of fresh haggis. Goes, I'm going to be like, okay, well, do you have the haggis? They're going to be like, this isn't a restaurant, you idiot. This is a historical castle. I'm just there asking for food. <laughs> Oh my god. <clears throat> I'm gonna try it though. Wear your best red, white, and blue uh board shorts. <laughs> I've been the fucking foggy wet Scottish Highlands in my board shorts. <laughs> Where's the haggis, bitch? I eat the haggis so well, they're like, You're a natural. You're a natural born Scotsman. This castle's now yours. Here's you the get, jewels. Get an Urkel hat. Did I do that? <laughs> Urkel hat. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'll show up in a full Urkel cosplay. <laughs> Alright, this is off. This is too far off again. We've gone straight too far. In conclusion. Oh, right. Finding one's path is not necessarily easy. 
We went, that whole conversation was before the first words of the chapter. I got literally all I said was in conclusion. <laughs> it sent him off. I'm sorry. I'm he's sorry been, about that. He's been thinking about what he's going to do to Castle Drum so hard that it just comes out. I tell you what I'm going to do at Castle Drum. If I do anything, I'm going to take a dump. This is where my forefathers took dumps. This is where I will dump. In conclusion, finding Sorry. one's path is not necessarily easy. Even today, I do not really know if I'm on a path or not. As you know, we all get lost at times, and it's not always easy to find our way back. I'm going to Google Robert Kiyosaki net worth. You keep reading. If you feel you're not on the right quadrant for you or you're not on your life's path, I encourage you to search your heart and find your path in life. You may know it is time to change if you're saying things like the following. Net worth 100 mil. What? Just from this stupid fucking book? That's how you become a rich dad. <laughs> you write shit like this. Yeah, just from this stupid fucking book. <laughs> Wait a second. His father had a PhD? Come on, Robert. Yeah, maybe a pretty huge dong he probably had both pretty huge dong and a, a, a doctorate why not both that's poor dad poor dads have big dicks that's for sure <laughs> <laughs> you may know it's just this. yeah it's just science yeah it's science you may know it is time to change if you're saying things like the following i'm working with dead people i love what i do but i wish i could make more money i can't wait for the weekend what, who doesn't say I can't wait for the weekend? I love working with dead people. I don't know what like, that one is about. Hey, like Haley Joel Osmond. <laughs> Osmond. Come on. <laughs> uh, who doesn't say I, I can't wait for the weekend? There's a whole song about it. Yeah. Is it quitting time yet? I say that every day at work. That's my number. That's going to put that on LinkedIn tomorrow. I'll start, I'll start saying that around 1130 a.m. Brother, I say I say that when I wake up. Is it quit? <laughs> I say it, but I mean life. Can I die yet? My sister is a Buddhist nun. Her path is to support the Dalai Lama. A path that pays nothing. Yet, although she earns little, it does not mean she has to be poor nun. She has her own rental property and investments in gold and silver. Huh? She's a she's a landlord. I found a beautiful photo of Richard, or sorry, what's his name? Robert Kiyosaki posing with uh, Donald J. Trump. Oh, dear. they wrote a book together called Why We Want You to Be Rich. <laughs> in and, and the in what is, year? The subtitle is Two Men, One Message. <laughs> and I ask again, in what year? Um, It looks, it's definitely pre. I'm, I'm guessing pre like two girls. Two, 2008. Uh, what did you say? Breed two girls? What does that mean? Two girls, one cup. <laughs> Is that how, can you judge his time? For well, your post, two girls, one cup. What did what, you say before that? Two Honestly, men. I, I would say it's probably right two around men, the same time. Two men, one as, message. Is that what you said earlier? Oh, two men, one message. It's probably around the same time as two girls, one cup. Yeah, after Lemon Party, Ganesh. Oh, post Lemon Party. Around the same time as two girls, one cup. Two girls, one post cup. Was, girl. uh, 2007, according to Wikipedia. Well, then that's right on the money with Two Girls, One Cup, right? So they were just right in the Two Girls, One Cup uh, fame wave. Two, you think Two Men, One Message was a play on Two Girls, I One do. Cup? I do. I truly do. You think Donald Trump has seen Two Girls, One uh, Cup? Thousand oh, sure. percent. What's the premise of that again? Poop. Two girls eating poop. Oh, right. <laughs> How could I forget? Sorry. It's really the bottom of the barrel here of this, this episode. <laughs> okay. Yeah, all right. My sister is a Buddhist nun, and yet she's a landlord. Pretty cool. Yeah, that's Can you be up. a nun and be a landlord? I guess so. Mm, I don't know. You just said that she was, so yeah, I guess you can't. You think she's got to pay, like, a tithe? You're asking questions, I don't know the answer. All right, in many ways, it was a good thing I was labeled stupid. Imagine being reincarnated into a landlord. Worst things to be. In many ways, it was a good thing I was labeled stupid in school. Although <laughs> emotionally painful, that pain allowed me to find my life's path as teacher. And like my sister, the nun, just because I am teacher does not mean I have to be a poor teacher. The path is the goal. And that is... The end 
of the book. Wow. I didn't hear wow. anything about starting your own Patreon or Discord channel. I didn't hear anything about uh, frequency of posting. The very last page of the book is like a journal you can write on. Oh. I'll just share this okay. with you. It's a blank. It's a, a, a blank asset column. My asset column is way too low. I'm in the negatives. My environment. The six adults I spend the most time with. Hmm. My wife. My podcast associates. And then my boss and my coworkers. All the most important people in my life. My dog. Your dog is a child, dude. Your dog is yeah, not an adult. Well, I just turned one. Yeah, that's... Uh, and dog years, I don't... He's probably still that? a teen, right? And dog years, that's seven. Seven years for one I year. Know. I looked it up and something said it was like... They changed it. Now it's like 22. A dog's dying sooner these days. I don't know. It's burying the lead. All right. Well, they, got, they got that new pill. You hear about that? What? They got dog pills? What do they do? Make them die faster or slower? Some pill makes them live a long time. Really? They're fast tracking it. Fast tracking the dog pill? They live to be 300 years old. Maybe. Isn't it crazy that your pet, like dog or cat, is born and you're an adult? And then dies, and you're just still like the same looking adult. Like they must just think you're a god. You never age for their whole life. You think you don't age? You don't think you've aged in the last? I age, but um, not like you, when my cat you've was, aged, buddy. When my cat was born, I was 24, 25. And when he dies, at maximum, I'll be like 45. There's not really like to a cat, there's not really a noticeable difference. I was not like a child and then super old. I was just like an adult the whole time. What do they think? Do they think I just live forever? They might not think about that at all. Yeah, they're stupid. They got pea brains. <clears throat> all right. You know, we settled that. Okay. That's the end of the episode, huh? Yep. I thought we were just getting started. That was it. Now you're just jonesing to record a lot of episodes this year. I'm trying. Yeah, I am, dude. I really am. Ganesh has a goal of recording so many episodes that we have to hire our first outside hire. Is that bad to talk about on the show? No, Let's just bring it up. We'll debrief. Oh, I just did. Ganesh wants to hire a production assistant mm -hmm. <laughs> with our unlimited, our asset uh, bars through the roof. We need to hire somebody. Bring them in. Yep. So if you want to apply, send us your application. Yeah, don't be afraid of the bri of a briar patch. Get in the briar patch with us. Roll around <laughs> in it. There's little reward. You may be poor now, and you can continue to be poor. There's little pay, and it's not going to look good on a resume at all. In fact, it might even be a negative. It might be a negative for you. You might not want to tell anybody this. No, yeah, I would hide this from your employer. But if you want to apply for the job, let's stop there at gmail.com. Shoot us an email. We will give you a quarter of what we earn. Now, whether that's $10 or $10,000 or $10 million, frankly up to you because we're done working we're just a talent now all right you crank these things out you see if you can make this shit work because it's been six seven years and it ain't happening <laughs> <laughs> this is our seventh calendar year can you believe that i can believe it dude mm. it feels like seven years oh <laughs> uh, yeah it feels no. like a while for sure i mean it does and it doesn't like in some ways i feel like we're just getting started in other ways, 20, 2017, we started this uh, this venture. I'm still learning new things about my boys. Are you? Yeah. All right. Good. Well, as long as we're learning, that's my goal here. Okay. Well, that's it. Thanks for checking us out. <laughs> oh, wait. This is a Patreon episode. No, nah, no. This one should be free, dude. It's too good. To this be one's a, free? It's too good to be a Patreon. Okay. That's the kind of decision making I like. Things that change on a whim whenever Ganesh wants it. Okay, this free episode. Hey, thanks for listening. Patreon.com slash let's stop there. Five dollars a month. You get extra episodes. How many? It depends. How many PAs do we got working for us in a month? I would say <laughs> safely and an, an extra well, for a fact, every other episode comes out on Patreon. I would say at our current rate, that's probably like one a month. But we're getting better. We're getting better. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, things have slowed down a little bit the last couple months, but we want to get back. a lot of stuff going on. We're getting back on the train, on the horse, and with our new production assistant cranking it out. Hell, you might even bump you up to full-time editor. Shit, you could be on the show. Take my place. I don't give a fuck. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks for listening. Thanks to Chris Lingos for our artwork. Thanks to Morris Reese for our music. You can find us at letstopthere.com, patreon.com slash letstopthere, as I said before. 
567-309-0357. Give us a phone call. We will play your voicemail on the show. Social media, let's stop there. Hit us up. If you join the Patreon, you can join our Discord. And you really only have to subscribe for one month and you have lifetime Discord access. And you can berate us, worship us. You can request books. You can request that we not do books. You can boo, hiss, tell us to quit. Whatever you want to do. No bans. That's my vow to you. That's it. Anything else? Five stars. Give us five stars. Or I'll kill you. Don't beg for it. I didn't beg. I threatened. Oh, let's, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's it. The end. Thanks for thanks for coming. We'll catch you next time on Let's Stop There. Let's Stop There.